What's going on, everyone? Just wanted to welcome you back to episode two of Life's a Bitch with Josh and Logan. What's going on, everybody? We just want to take a quick second here and thank everybody for your feedback and support on episode one. Uh, our Spotify numbers were pretty good, so we're pretty happy about that. Um, after just a small discussion, we decided we will be constantly uploading on Wednesdays. Yeah, and um, so yeah, new new episodes every Wednesday, hopefully consistently. Um, we'll see. I know in the in the last podcast we did talk about um, us doing episode two on business, um, but as you probably read in the title, we're going to talk about turning your life around, um, and we'll get into that in a second. I also wanted to say just with uh, with all the feedback from episode one, um, we got a bunch of comments on the volume levels and stuff like that. So hopefully we've fixed everything now. Um, I'd appreciate if everybody just lets us know what they think. Hopefully everything's good and uh, and yeah, like. Like Josh said, thanks for the feedback. It was awesome, and we hope that we can try to slowly make this podcast just better and better as we go on. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, so yeah, to, with today's episode, turning your life around. This we wanted to put this episode out there for anybody that may be struggling right now in life, or maybe in a dark place, or um, has gone through some stuff in their life. Um, so I definitely feel um, the first step in, into turning your life around, whether that be financially, um, relationships wise, uh, career wise, uh, your mental state, even, um, the first thing I would suggest is recognizing, uh, the situation you're in and what you need to put in place to get yourself ahead. Um, whether that be trying to work on yourself, uh, creating a list of goals, um, recognizing your relationships with those around you. If you're struggling with your friendships or your family life, yeah, hundred um, percent. It's a big thing. I feel like a lot of people. We kind of addressed this in the last episode. How there's a lot of youth and uh, just people in general that are kind of like depressed or like most people within their lifetime will find themselves in in a bit of a state. It might not be a severe downturn or something um, super drastic going on in in your life, but um, at some point, I feel like everybody's kind of experienced some kind of like downfall or like depression, being unhappy or just unsatisfied with your current circumstances and uh like josh mentioned i fully agree like the first the first step is just recognizing that uh that you feel a certain way you know you got to realize what's going on in your life think about your current situation and think about if it makes you happy or not and if if you're not happy in your current situation um it's up to you to do something about it no i totally agree and um another key is to trust the process because um as humans, we want to we want to see the results right away. We want to see growth right away, and unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. We have to take small steps uh, to be able to get to the big to the big steps. Um, so, definitely trusting the process um, is a key point. And also, just like don't give up at the positive. Like don't give up because you don't you don't see any positive change yet. Um, good things take time, and and a lot of people want to rush things. Um, but just always remember that. The hard work you put in is what you're going to get out of it. Um, so today we're going to talk about some personal stories and how like either of us were once in a dark place and we've definitely changed our life around, whether that, like I said, have been financially, relationships or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. And um, with that, like you said, like the pyramids weren't built in a day and like it takes, it definitely takes a long time depending on your situation to turn things around and you've got to not let that get to you. It's take everything just one small step at a time it it takes a little bit for sure depending on your situation but at the end of the day if you want to see change you want to see results you're going to have to put in the work and you're going to have to be patient with the process and trust trust what you're doing is going to make your situation better yeah i agree um so when i was when i was younger i was always bullied as a kid um i i'm originally from south africa and i moved to the uk when i was six i think six turning seven and um, my parents moved there together and it was it was a huge shock for the family because we were living in a place that we had never been before and my my parents goal was to get citizenship in in the UK and move to uh, New Zealand as a family and just continue our lives there but unfortunately things between my parents didn't work out and I definitely saw how um, it affected my mom and her mental state and it definitely affected me my brother and my sister because um, our dad wasn't around anymore. He he went to New Zealand by himself. So the biggest thing I saw here was uh, a single mom trying to raise two kids. And I definitely put me in a dark place because I didn't have my dad to, to teach me all all the kind of stuff that that 
dads teach their sons like working on cars how to shave like how to treat women like all that kind of stuff and yeah, the way that i tough. yeah the way that i saw my dad treat my mom at some points like obviously it's a two-way street she must have done some stuff to get that reaction out of him but i'll talk about that in a later time but that definitely put a, a huge toll on me because i had to become uh kind of the man of the family should you say and um i was bullied a lot in middle school moving to the uk just because i wasn't from there um i had an accent you know and i would always get the if, you, if you're from South Africa, why aren't you black? And I guess people at the time didn't realize that <laughs> how reproduction works, bro. Yeah. Cause that's uh, not so how it a works. Lot, a lot of white people in South Africa. <laughs> oh, big time. Um, so yeah, getting bullied and stuff, it definitely, it definitely created, um, huge self-esteem and confidence issues within myself. And I never, I never stood up for myself. I would just always kind of like take the verbal beating or the physical beating or whatever it was. And growing up, I was a pretty skinny kid. So I didn't really have much to defend myself with and uh, I had a few close friends but they weren't um, friends that I have today like they weren't long-term friends um, so yeah fast forward moving to Canada I moved here with my mom and my siblings um, to live with my stepdad who she had met and same thing happened when I moved to Canada I got bullied for being uh, from the UK I got bullied for being having an accent I got bullied, bullied for the way that I dress because uh, style in the UK is a lot different than in Canada I got bullied for just my body size because I was a pretty skinny kid. And a lot of the times, like in PE class, I wouldn't want to change in the same change room as everybody. I'd kind of go like to to the bathroom before PE class and I would change there and then go to PE class. Um, so that definitely definitely put a, a toll on me mentally trying to fit in and, and not being able to and not, and having, not having people accept me for who I was. Um, so fast forward to like present day, I started, uh, started working out in... Um, 2015 it's 2020 now so five years ago I uh, started seeing good progress like kind of everybody does um, didn't know much about nutrition and all that stuff but I kind of learned as I went and as I got further and further into like my kind of like fitness journey and my bodybuilding career um, and the bigger I got the leaner I got um, it kind of developed I developed really really bad uh arrogant issues i guess you could get you could say yeah. um so i was very arrogant towards those around me and i was kind of like uh i was really i was a douchebag should i say long story that's <laughs> just, the word just I'm a gonna, complete douchebag i'm gonna use that word douchebag the, the classic lifter who's just yeah arrogant go, cocky thinks he's the shit yeah that yep. was pretty much me and i have a feeling that i was this way because i was never really accepted as a younger as a younger kid i was always bullied so now that i was finally at the place in life where i wanted to be I thought I was a shit, you know, like I thought I was the biggest yeah. guy in the room. You go no, from I, the skinny kid. Yeah. Getting bullied. And then, and then you start to go to the gym and you think you're the shit. Yeah. I didn't really give a fuck about anybody else. And, and I know that's not how you should treat people. And of course not having a dad there to teach me how to treat women and not setting a right example. Like I did treat some girlfriends pretty shittily and I, I do take full responsibility for that. But, um, yeah, the, the gym definitely set, set me, on this path to, to failure, I, to an extent, um, of course I got healthier and I got obviously fitter and all that stuff, but it definitely did make an, an arrogant asshole out of me. Um, which I started losing friends and I started losing connections with my family and all that kind of stuff because these people didn't want to be around me. You know, they just thought I was, I was that, that douchebag guy at the gym and didn't care about anybody or anybody else's feelings. And as I started to lose these people, I started realizing, like we talked about recognizing the situation, I was like, okay, well, the way I'm acting right now is not being beneficial to where I want to be in life and who I want to be. So I need to address a few things. And, and those few things were definitely how I was treating those around me. Um, at the time, I was, I was such a taker. I would just take, take, take from everybody and I wouldn't be there for anyone else. And um, a lot of my friends started falling off the map. Yeah. And did you, did you notice, like, was there like a specific point in time that you were like, like a specific day that you remember or anything that you were like, holy shit, like I'm starting to lose my friends. Like this is not good. Or was it just kind of like over time things just like slowly like developed and just like got worse and worse. You know what? It was kind of over time because, um, I think the, the, the one day that I, I that I remember to this day was the girlfriend I had, had at the time. She broke up with me, and she broke up with me for those pure reasons. I was I was didn't care about anybody else. I cared about myself. I was very arrogant. I would hate on people on Instagram and online. Like I just always had something negative to say. And of course, being an negative person, not many people want to be around you. 
Yeah, positivity is a big thing, man. If you're if you're a positive person, a lot of people want to be around you. But yeah, like he said, if you're being negative all the time, then like people aren't really going to want to be around that, especially if you're just putting people down all the time. Like, and, yeah. And it could be that they might have uh, like self-esteem issues or something as well. And like, and then they see like this big, cocky, arrogant guy come around and they're like, oh, and you're like, oh, I'm so big. Like, look at me. And like, you're just like putting the person down, making them feel worse. Right. Like, yeah, no, nobody's sure. really going to want to be around that. And it was, it was just like, uh, like the constant negativity for myself too. I'd always ask myself like, why am I talking shitty about this person or that person or, or whatever it may be. But honestly, I feel like deep down inside my heart, I just want to, I wanted to be accepted for who I was and, and it didn't work out that way, obviously. Um, so yeah, I got broken up with and then, um, like just started realizing these situations and these keys, um, lost my best friend. Uh, my mom called me a cocky, arrogant asshole. So she definitely, that those words from her definitely had a impact on my mental state. Yeah. Um, mama knows best. Mama knows best, man. And I would just fight with her all the time. And, um, luckily I don't fight with her anymore. After my, after my grandma died, her and I became pretty close. Um, so yeah, I just, I just learned to trust the process I was in because, um, I don't want, I don't want to have no friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't like, I was just, I was a loner at this point. Like no one wanted to be around me and, uh, that kind of sucks, man. Like not, not being invited to parties and like all that stuff because of the way your attitude is to those around you. Yeah. Literally just being left out because of the way that you're acting, which is super easy to change, especially if it's not even really like you, like at the end of the day, like, yeah, you became cocky, but like, at least for me, like I know you for who you are today and like, you're a super nice guy. Like I wouldn't really think that you would be like a cocky, arrogant asshole. So like, obviously like you probably didn't want to be like that. No, man, you know what? It is kind of a touchy subject, but I'm going to touch on it anyways. I think the biggest, um, I think when it was at, when it was at its worst was when I touched steroids, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I got introduced to steroids cause I used to compete, um, did a couple shows. Um, but yeah, my mom definitely said like, she noticed the behavior change right away. Um, I just didn't care about anybody else or anything, you know, it was just eat, sleep, train, uh, go to work. And I did that for however long those two cycles were that I did. And I even noticed myself changing, man. Like I would get in, I would, I would yell out of the car as well. I was in the car, yeah. you know, road rage a little bit. Yeah. The classic um, road rage. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, yeah, once I definitely found like noticed these keys and stuff and what was uh, triggering this bad behavior, I, I definitely had to, take a step back and I realized that the steroids were a huge part about it. Um, so I quit those, um, got healthy again. Um, but the one thing, man, about steroids that most people don't know is once you come off of those things and you, you lose a lot of size, man, you go from being ripped and jacked to, to just your average guy. You know what I mean? And I, that, that played a huge, huge impact on me mentally because, uh, I was once like super lean and super jacked and now I was, I was losing this muscle mass as the weeks went by and just becoming your average gym goer. And this definitely placed a huge self-esteem issue on myself because I wasn't how I used to look Yeah. and going to the gym and stuff and not being that same guy and people looking at you like, Oh, this guy must have cycled off, you know, like, yeah, it's tough. Especially dude, I, if you think people are noticing, dude, too. I didn't take my hoodie off for like three months yeah. going to the gym. Yeah, because, like, once you get on steroids, like, you can never be as big as you are when you're on steroids. No. And, yeah, I would always wear a hoodie to the gym because I was, I was self-conscious of, of, like, the size I was getting to. And I was I was heavy. I was, like, 240 pounds, man. Yeah. Like, lean, 240. That's, that's thick. Yeah. So. That's imp- yeah, that's wild. I just started dropping down 230, 225, 220, 215, 210, 205. I think naturally right now I've been natural for two years and I've been, I'm right now I'm sitting at about 195 pounds at six, four. So I'm yeah. kind of underweight a little bit, but it's cause I'm so busy with work. I don't get time to eat, man. Still pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much the same. Like I've, I've never touched steroids and I'm at, uh, I'm at like 200 right now. Pretty cut. So yeah. So, so yeah, the, the steroids definitely had an impact. And once I quit those out, I started becoming more clear minded. Um, but I did get very depressed. Yeah. I got depressed to the point where I didn't want to be around anybody. I didn't. I just wanted to be by myself. I would come home from work and watch movies until I fell asleep, and that was my day. Get up, eat eat something, have a coffee, go to work, work the whole day, and then come home. And just I would just get right back into bed, and this was like eight months of my life. And did you did you notice or like even like when you were doing it? Did you realize like that you wanted to be doing more with your life rather than just like 
I definitely realized TV, laying in bed, kind of like feeling sorry for yourself. Like yeah. on a regular basis, did you realize that? Or did it take, like you said, like the eight months or whatever for you to be like, holy shit, I just wasted eight months sitting in bed, feeling bad for myself. I wasn't so much disappointed in myself that I wasted eight months over those eight months. I did a lot of thinking and a lot of self-reflection of where I wanted to be in life and who I wanted to be and how I wanted to treat people. Yeah. Which and that, I, that itself is really healthy too. Like spending, spending time with yourself and trying to figure shit out for yourself is, is really important as well. Dude, like just realizing all the friends and relationships I had ruined, like that started really, I think that added to the depression quite a bit because I once had these friends and now I don't have them anymore. And I would see their lives on social media and I would see that they're enjoying their life and they're still going out and having fun and, I was just the guy that everybody forgot about, you know, yeah. which is kind of what I wanted because I wanted to take the time to myself to really reflect and, and, uh, change my behavior before I reintroduce myself to those same people. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, yeah, you want to try to make change before you just like roll back in. Like I've definitely had a couple people in my life, like kind of pop in and out with just like different personalities, like kind of similar to what you said, just like somebody that just like you don't really want to be around and then they try to like reintroduce themselves into your friend group and you're like well like i don't know if you like have you changed or like it's definitely hard to like try to like reinvent yourself or like like you said like turn your life around and then like try to come back to your friend groups and and have things be normal again right like yeah it's hard at that point to to make everything and that's what sucked is i i left everybody with this such bad such a bad impression of who josh matthew was and after I had like taken that time to reflect and change my behavior and my attitude towards people and how I handle situations, they didn't really know who the new Josh Matthew was. Right. So I had to, I had to like sort of ease my way back into it. You know, I started asking one person at a time to hang out and then they started seeing I was different. And, uh, I, I want a lot of my friends back. And, um, one of the people that, um, this actually still makes me kind of emotional to this day. One of the people that realized, that my behavior was changing and I uh, was becoming a better person was uh, Eddie Renato. He he kind of witnessed it. He knew me from high school and he he saw how, how I was in high school and how I was um, when I was going through the whole bodybuilding phase. And, you know, like I hated on him too. And I took responsibility for that. And all of these people I did reach out to and I, I, I sent them full apology messages like, hey, I'm sorry. Like I understand my behavior was unacceptable and like all this kind of stuff. And, uh, Eddie was the one person I think that definitely motivated me even more. And there was one time that, um, I think it was, uh, when I just started working at true gents, barber and supply, Eddie came to me for a haircut and he just like, he just talked to me about, um, how my life was going, like what, what relationships I had with people and that, all that kind of stuff. And, um, I just talked to him about it. I was completely honest with him and I did apologize in person to him. And uh, after that haircut, he he gave me this. Uh, you ever seen those like bracelets that have the little like beads on it, but they look like little moon rocks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, for sure. So he gave me one of those, and he literally took it off his wrist and gave it to me. And I said, "What's this for?" He's like, "He's like, man, this is just a reminder that um, I'm super thankful you changed, and I'm glad that you realized what what was wrong, and, and you've become a better person. And this is just kind of my way of saying thank you. Yeah. So as long as you wear this, know that." I will always be your friend. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And he kind of just, he, that, those words from him, man, it, it made me tear up inside because that made me realize I did good. Yeah. I've changed, you know, and he definitely saw the positives to it. And even so, still to this day, man, we we're, we're good friends. We game all the time. We hang out all the time. Um, and he's someone that's always been there regardless if I needed him or not. Yeah. And that's like, I feel like that's a really important part of the process is like people actually forgiving you. Like, um, the biggest thing would be, yeah, like once you've gone through all that change, like you hope that like people realize that like you are different and like, even though like you still, in my opinion, like you still got a lot to prove to them and like, it's a big step trying to just like approach somebody and like have them change their opinion on you essentially just because of like what you did. And another thing that I feel like comes with that is before you can even have somebody else forgive you is you need to forgive yourself. Big time. I feel like that's a huge, huge step in the process of, uh, yeah, like just trying to, trying to recover from, from anything like that. Like you trust the process and, and eventually like you, you have to forgive yourself and know that like, that's not you. You have to try to reinvent your own image of yourself. If you're trying to turn your life around, right. You don't, don't feel sorry for yourself or where you put yourself. Just know that you can get out of it and you can change it. You can turn your life around. Like, yeah, man, big time. And in those words from him, he, he said to me, 
um, thank you for your apology and uh, just said all the good things, you know, and and that he forgives me. And the the one part that he said that he forgives me, man, that hit that hit home. Yeah, like, and just and then, any kind of like positive affirmation from anybody is from anybody like, it makes you want to do better and be better yeah and that right there like you were probably struggling like you said like trying to trust the process like kind of struggling and then like you get you can get that one person and like like certain people play a really pivotal role in your life and yeah like for you eddie like that's that was a huge step for you probably yeah it definitely was and uh there were times honestly man where i was like this is not gonna work like what am i doing I should just be by myself all the time. Like that, that was the depression, you know, like yeah. those are those negative thoughts in your mind that yeah, tell you that like you're you not good enough. You'll you never be good enough. Don't want to let that take over. You right? don't want to let that take over. Cause coming from somebody that's been through it all, man, like you guys just got to put in the work and, and realize who you want to be and where you want to go in life. And, and with hard work that does come. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You just need to recognize your situation, know what direction you want to take your life in and work towards it yeah man don't really let anything stop you and uh yeah kind of speaking on like the the depression thing like i know for myself um like i've for most of my life i've pretty much been been blessed to be like happy and satisfied with everything um definitely like growing up a little bit in school i was bullied here and there um almost did like a similar thing uh where you like started going to the gym like i was super super skinny when i was a kid too and then, um, yeah, like in high school, I started going to the gym, got bigger. Um, luckily, I've never dipped in a steroid, so I never got like too cocky. I don't think I haven't like lost any friends because of me going to the gym. Um, and I find the gyms like for me, it's an outlet for me to go to and be happy. And it's actually a really positive thing in my life without it. Don't really know what I would do, especially like, during COVID. Even then, not being able to go to the gym was terrible. Um, but yeah, just speaking on uh, on the depression thing, like. I've definitely had periods in my life where um, my my circumstances has caused me to be a little bit depressed. Um, one time in particular was um, one of my past relationships. The girlfriend that I was seeing at the time um, struggled with um, depression and some mental disorders. And uh, it really takes a toll on you. Um, like trying to, I don't want to say deal with it, but just trying to constantly be a positive image for them and it keep, definitely takes a toll on and you keep man them happy like i didn't realize yeah like at first like i feel like it's almost like kind of a natural instinct to like want to help people um so like first dating her like she told me about everything and i was like 100 percent okay with it i was like hell yeah if i can try to be a light in your life like i would i would love that and just like trying to help each other like learn and grow but unfortunately that's not exactly how it went and things got a little bit rough she started to get in a really deep dark place and uh it kind of wore off on me a bit and i noticed it when uh, my roommate kind of told me he was like hey man like i've never seen you act like this or be like this before like what's going on and uh that was basically like the turning point for me i was like yeah like i need to do something about this is that when you realize that you needed to break up with her did you like tell us about that did you break up with her like how did you handle that situation yeah so like at the end of the day like you have to I think it's important to care about what happens to other people too. But at the end of the day, I'm my number one priority. Your happiness is over anybody else's happiness. Exactly. You can't be happy as a couple if, if uh, you're not happy and she's not happy. So it's her responsibility to take care of her happiness and it's your responsibility to take care of your happiness. And then you can be happy together. Exactly. And I told her like when we, I, so yeah, like you said, I knew I needed to break up with her. We did break up and um, just being a caring person, like obviously like I loved her and I wanted to be there for her. So I tried to be there to support her as much as possible still and like help her try to battle through things. I just couldn't be as closely related to her just because she was kind of wearing off on me and making me depressed. Um, and then, yeah, so after, after we broke up, I really just took some time to myself. Um, like I said, the gym's kind of my outlet. So I started just like focusing on the gym, um, focusing on school, making sure my grades are good um, and just doing little things to make me happy, you know, spending spending quality time with friends, going snowboarding, going to the gym, just like little things every day um, that can just kind of make you appreciate life just a little bit more um, and realize that like, honestly, like in my opinion, I think I said this last time, there's no point in going through a single day being unhappy. 
or even going to bed unhappy, man. Yeah. Even if you're in a relationship, like I've I've been in relationships, like uh, obviously throughout my life, and the worst thing you can do in a relationship is be going to bed unhappy with yourself or with the other person. Just yeah, just with your current situation in general, or yeah, unhappy with somebody or anything, and yeah. So after after breaking up, I really just took the time. It it took a little bit because I was obviously like I still loved her, I still kind of wanted to be there for her. Um, but I knew it was best for me. Um, so kind of like we said, like I just trusted the process, tried to just focus on myself, keep myself happy, um, and just work through what I had to, to just get myself back to where I wanted to see myself. Cause me being in that depressed state, like obviously it was, it was even wearing off on my roommate at the time too. Like, cause he was constantly living with me. We spent a lot of time together. We were in, we're in the same program at school. Um, and like even him, like you'd kind of see that he was like, sick and tired of having to like deal with me and your snap in my suit in my state yeah and yeah. i was like i was like damn like sh- shout out to him he'll be listening to this he'll know um did you get into a relationship right away after after the other relationship or how long did you have before you just you put yourself out on the market again um i haven't been in like a fully committed relationship since then but um i've definitely seen girls since um i don't know it was a good like probably six months of just self-development just, and growth. Yeah. Of just like working on myself, just like not worried about like trying to like find a rebound or like, cause I wasn't just trying to like drown my issues with just like, Oh, like going to have sex with somebody's going to make this feel better. Cause it's not. Yeah. You know, what's funny about this. I actually took a, I took a healthy relationships course um, just to help me just learn how to deal with like arguments better. Uh, Certain certain situations within a relationship with with another person, um, how to how to deal with that stuff better, and there's this uh, one cycle um, that was called uh, so you get the honeymoon phase at the beginning of a relationship, absolutely, and then you get the uh, the, the duration of the re- relationship, and then you get the explosive phase of the relationship. So what happens is is, is when you get into a relationship with someone, the honeymoon stage is kind of like that whole um, we're super happy, look at us, like. It's the good. It's the good first part of that relationship. Yeah, like nothing basically seems to go wrong. No, you don't fight. Just like everything's. Perfect. And then when you when you as a relationship continues to to progress and move forward, it's almost like that duration of that relationship is um, is where little fights happen, trust issues happen, lying happens, cheating happens. Whether that be the case within that relationship. Yeah. And one of the things that this taught me was um, during that. During that uh, duration phase, if you're not going through a healing phase after... So the explosive phase is where you snap at each other. You fight, you have a big argument, that's it, the relationship's done. Yeah. You, you decide to end things. If you don't have a healing phase after that explosive phase, you're going to carry all that baggage from that previous relationship into your new relationship. Now what's going to happen? That honeymoon phase with your new relationship it's is going to be, be cut short. Phase. Is going to be cut short. Because you're carrying all that previous baggage. Yeah. So your healing phase definitely has to be, if not the same, a little bit longer than the duration of your last relationship. Yeah. So say you're in a relationship with a girl for six months. Things were good for the first two months. Um, another two months goes by. That's the duration of your relationship. And then two more months you're fighting. And you don't have that healing phase. Now that honeymoon phase may, be, may only go to like a month. Yeah. And your duration will go to a month and a half. And then your another explosive phase will happen within a month. Yeah. And then you're carrying all that same baggage from that second relationship into your next one. So if you're in a relationship for six months and you definitely need to take a good six to eight months to really heal yourself, become a better person, realize who you want to be and how to handle those situations again so that that honeymoon phase doesn't cut short in your next relationship. Yeah. You got to heal, reflect on what happened and try to work on it. Yeah. And uh, I think another another huge thing with relationships at least for me is like I don't think especially if your goal is to like if you're older and your your goal is to find someone and get married, I don't think that you're capable of having a successful relationship with somebody that'll last a lifetime if you don't love yourself first. No, I 100% agree with that, man. Um like, you yeah. can't love someone, you can't love someone else if you don't love yourself. Yeah, and you know and something, yeah, and, like, something that comes from that is, like, if you don't fully, like, love yourself and you can you can be self-dependent and make yourself happy and not depending on somebody else for your happiness, if you're not capable of doing that, you're just constantly going to depend on somebody else to make you happy. And yeah. 
you're basically just going to go your whole life like that. Like it might work for a little bit, but then like you said, you might bounce around from relationship to relationship. If you don't focus on like self healing, um, you're pretty much just going to repeat the same thing over and over. Yeah. And that definitely touches base too on like in our last episode, we talked about like girls having daddy issues and guys having like mommy issues and stuff like that. And if, if you're someone that never grew up with either parent, you're going to be looking for that person within relationships. Yeah. And one thing I want to touch on is, um, obviously growing up, I never had my dad. That wasn't a huge, huge factor to me. Um, besides like learning how to like do all that kind of stuff, like work on cars, how to shave, like how to treat women, all that kind of stuff. Like I taught myself that stuff from viewing how my sister and my mom got along, you know? And I realized, okay, I gotta, I gotta treat women right because my mom was treated poorly and all that stuff. And I never, me and my mom never really had a, a super close relationship. She was never into the sports I played. She was never into, um, like what I was interested in as a kid, you know, she was always working. It was, if I ever came to her with something and I was like, Hey mom, look at this. She'd be like, I'm not interested. And that was really hard for me growing up because being a guy, like you look for that acceptance and that validation from your mother. Yeah. And I feel like the reason why, not that I've slept with a lot of women and not that I've dated a lot of women. The reason why I, this is in my past. The reason why I would get myself into, um, let's, let's use the word, um, that was just brought up by Jada Smith. I would get into entanglements. <laughs> I would get into entanglements with women and uh, or girls, and um, they may have, may not last that long. But I feel like deep down inside my heart, I definitely um, uh, realized this within that whole self healing process. Was I was looking for validation from all these girls because I never got it from my mom. Yeah, and that was very very hard on me mentally because I would just go through girls like left, right, and center. Yeah, you know. And to fast forward to today, like I've changed my whole relationship outlook and it looks like this. So what's the first step to like getting into a relationship with a girl? Obviously you meet them on either Tinder or Instagram or in person. I was going to say, <laughs> those are the only ones you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, those are the Just social, just social, social media. media. Social that's, media is the way to meet, meet anyone. Well, with COVID now, that's basically what it is, dude. Yeah. If you're trying to meet a new girl, you can't go up in public and meet somebody. No. But no, so, you definitely, there's a lot of genuine connections that I've made um, in person and not Tinder or social media. Yeah, but 90% of the time in our in our century, in our day and age, um, the way to meet a girl is Instagram. You know? A lot of the just, time. Uh, yeah, you just hit slide that message in the DMs. button and slide in the DMs. Yeah, you know? 100%. You, gotta, you, you either say something about one of their pictures or compliment them or just be like, hey, what's up? The typical just reply to a story. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. What's going on? Pro tip. Don't reply to the story of her in a bikini. Reply to the story of her at like breakfast or something and be like, oh, that looks amazing. Where'd you go? Yep. Don't be like, damn, you're looking fine. Yeah. You're most (laughs) likely not going to get a reply, man. Because like, yeah, that's probably not going to work as good. But yeah, so I started looking for validation through all these girls because I never had it from my mom, you know? Yeah. And obviously, like we always meet people on social media. So for me, if I, if it. Like, I'll just start talking with a girl, like, see how it goes chat-wise. And if it goes well and we hang out and we have a good first time hanging out. I always, like, go off the vibe, you know? And I always think to myself, is this someone that I see myself in the future with? Do I see a house and the kids and marriage and all that kind of stuff? And yeah. do I see them see them making me happy for a long period of time? Whether this be a month, two months, or three months into realizing that maybe they do or maybe that they don't, I'm very quick to just break it off. Yeah, And I bre- I'm quick to break it off because... I just don't see myself with that person. Yeah. Which is honestly like you can't, it sucks. Cause then you, you're constantly going through like the two, three month relationship. Exactly. Of like getting to know somebody. And then it almost gets like discouraging. You're like, damn, like, am I going to meet the right person ever? Yeah. And like, uh, like for example, I know somebody who dated somebody for like seven or eight years and then they just like had a conversation one day and it was like, yeah, honestly, like I don't think I want to marry you. Yeah. And that was seven, and like, eight years gone. Yeah. Like seven or eight years like not down the drain because like obviously you still like loved the person you had yeah, fun with times. Them. like it's yeah it's not all always going to be negative but it definitely sucks like spending that much time with a person just to realize like late in the game that you don't want to spend the rest of your life with them necessarily is tough yeah exactly and definitely like and i think that is a super important part of a relationship is big like, time make sure that you actually like enjoy the person and see a future with them if you plan on being with them for a long time exactly and like i would break things off with these girls like however long it may be in and and 
whether people want to call that being a player or not, like to find someone that you're going to be a long-term partner with, you have to date. And that yeah. first month, two months or three months is that like dating period. You know, you like hang out every day, you watch movies, you go on little hikes, you do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And if I'm not feeling it and I don't feel you as a long-term partner, I'm just going to be like, yo, this ain't working. Like, sorry, like, see ya. Yeah. And then you have to try with someone new because if you don't try with someone new, you're never going to know if that's the right person for you or not. Right. Exactly. So yeah, like I went through a stage where I went through tons of girls and it's not because I wanted to be a player or any of that kind of stuff. It's because I wanted to find that long-term partner. And yeah. if they weren't it, I, I, I ended it. You know, there's no point carrying on something and trying to be happy if that's not what makes you happy and that's not who you want to be with. 100%. But to this day, like, I turned that around, man. Like, I, I started thinking to myself, like, you know what? It's it's best to be single than to, to break hearts. Yeah. Wait till you're fully ready. And if someone catches your eye, like, whether that... With social media these days, you're obviously your eyes gonna get caught by attraction. You're gonna yeah. be like, "Wow, that girl's good looking. She's beautiful. She's hot. She's whatever, right?" Yeah, but there's a lot of things that run a lot deeper than just exactly. Oh, she's hot. Exactly. And you've got to recognize that. So if I find a girl attractive, obviously, like I'll start a conversation or something like that, and and then it'll progress to that hangout stage. But if I'm not completely 100% sure that I could see myself with that girl, I don't even bother. I'd rather be single. I'd rather just do my own thing and continue on my own way. And honestly, man, low key, I'm kind of waiting for that like bump into her at a coffee shop, drop her coffee all over her, and <laughs> say I'm sorry and try and clean it up. And then next thing you yeah, know, we got wait, four kids in a house and a fucking for Lambo. That, uh, that movie type love yeah. to to kick in those those Christmas movies where you meet the right girl and everything's just perfect. And yeah, I feel like I feel like love's kind of kind of weird. Like I feel like when you meet the right person, you've got to know. Like you you like meet them and like you have a connection right away, and you're like, oh, like I feel like it'll catch you off guard. Yeah, for sure. Potentially. Or it could just be like your best friend or somebody random. Yeah. Like who you like don't really expect. I don't know. There's tons of different different things. But like you said, like kind of relating back to what we said before, like it's important not to just like bounce around from relationship to relationship trying to look for the right person. Like eventually you kind of, again, like you almost just have to like trust the process. Like you just got to make sure the situation's right. You're not necessarily going to go out and meet the girl of your dreams tomorrow just because you're trying. Yeah. Like, or just and some of the best things happen to you to when you're not room. even looking. Yeah, exactly. When you're not even looking, some of the best things will happen to you. And whether that be relationship wise or career wise or whatever it may be. Yep. Like the best things happen to you when you're just not even looking or wanting it. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? And when you're not looking, just like we said earlier, just like focus on yourself, focus on making yourself happy. And um, there's this thing that I that I saw or read, um, and it's basically like guys that are happier. Um, for instance, so like if you go to a club and you're just like generally happier, um, you're gonna just like naturally attract more women. Um, yeah, it's kind of the same thing as like yeah, and it, it's kind of the same thing as if like if you're in a relationship and you go to bars, girls are actually more attracted to you because you're not out looking for something. Nope. You're just there to have fun with your buddies. And the thing, the biggest thing I think too is confidence, man. Yeah, if you guys, honestly, if you guys want, if you guys want a podcast on, on how to approach girls and like some tips and tricks on like how to get that girl you're looking for, yeah. definitely drop it in the comments below because we read all the comments and all that kind of stuff. We read all the reviews. So if that's something you guys want to hear and, and uh, hear us talk about and how we've gone about doing it and what and then success we've had, uh, definitely let us know in the comments for sure. Yeah. Not saying that we're like huge players. We can get any girl we want because that's definitely not the case, at least for but me. But I mean, we both but had like, success, so why not share our, but our yeah, success with definitely, some guys that don't? There's definitely success stories and some advice that we could give for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, just like some of the key points are just trust the process, recognize the situations that you're in and how you want to fix them. And one thing I definitely think it help is write down your goals, write down what's wrong yeah. compared to what you need to fix and then write down a plan of how you're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a big thing is like, especially if like, if you're trying to make a change in your life and trying to create like positive change, write down goals. And then, um, I've seen a couple different opinions on that actually is like, write down your goals, write down like 25 goals, for example, and then pick your top five. And then ignore the rest and focus all your energy on just those five. Because if you try to focus all your energy on 25 different things, it's hard to achieve that. I've seen this. Did you send this to me? I don't know. I don't think so. Bro, I've seen this somewhere. I don't know. I think I've seen it on Instagram. Yeah, probably. One of these like motivational pages posted something about, yeah, write down your first 25 goals. And the first top five you write are the ones that you really want. So yeah. focus on those top five. And 
You know who said it? And then Gary, Gary, uh, Gary Vayner. Gary v, yeah. Yeah. Gary V. Yeah. He says all the things. Yeah. Smart man. He said, he said that for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, that's a big thing. And just like, yeah, if you're unhappy with anything that it might be in life, like whether, like we said earlier, that be like, you're just in a bad place. Um, you're depressed. Um, you just want to try to move your life in a different direction. Anything. It could be literally anything. If you want to make any kind of change in your life, um, you literally just need to realize the situation and then try to focus on just yourself, making yourself happy. Don't try to focus on other people because nobody's just going to come to you and be like, Hey, here's the magical solution for all your problems. That's not going to happen. You got to do it yourself. Um, so yeah, just recognize what you want to change and slowly, slowly work towards what you want. Great things happen when you believe in yourself, man. Yeah. hundred percent. You are capable of so much more than you think you are. And a lot of this can, a lot of this can translate to like, um, like if you're an alcoholic or a drug addict or whatever it may be, like if you realize that there's like, okay, for example, let's just say you're an alcoholic, you like to come home from work and you drink a couple beers and you get in a fight with your wife and all that stuff when your kids are scared. Like this is something you can easily, easily change, you know? Yeah. You just got to realize, okay, first, the first problem is, is you drink every night. That should, that should be your, your first written down thing. The second thing you should write down is that you argue with your wife. The third thing you should write down is that your kids get scared when you guys fight. These yep. are three things that you really have to change. So you have to write down what's wrong and how you're going to fix it. And to fix it, you have to cut down the alcohol. And to fix fighting with your wife, that's going to come into play with the amount of alcohol you drink and, and how wasted you get. You know what I mean? Yep. And then the, 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 the kids being scared is going gonna, is gonna to stem from you arguing with your wife. So whatever it may be, you need to write down these, these uh, problems and then what you want to do to fix those problems. Because anybody, could, I've, I've, man, I've seen homeless people uh, that have been completely homeless, homeless, been on the streets, been addicted to drugs, completely turn their lives around and um, and own nice houses, drive a nice car, have a good family again. You know, like yeah. lots of people have turned their life around. And if you really do believe in yourself, there's absolutely no reason why you can't. Yeah, I think another another big thing which we haven't actually talked about yet is um, just like if you need, reach out to somebody. Like, for example, like if you are an alcoholic and you want or like addicted to drugs or anything like that, like there's so many different outlets or like resources, there's, there's family and friends, which are almost guaranteed willing to help you. There's rehab. There's different online groups. There's so many resources available to you to try to help remedy your problem. Like there's other people going through the same thing as you find them and figure out how they remedy their situation. Um, ask for advice. Go see professional help if you need it. There's so many different things. You just need to pretty much dive face first in and just, just go for it. If you feel like you need to make that change, yeah, the biggest don't be thing, scared to reach out to somebody if you need help, right? The biggest thing is going to be setting that ego aside. Because yeah. as men, we, we tend to have a pretty big ego and we don't want to be perceived as weak. Yeah. And reaching out, reaching out to people for help uh, when you're a man, it, it kind of puts, your, puts that wall down. It puts that guard down that you may have and your ego men's egos are, are pretty strong things man yeah. and i know this firsthand because i've experienced with uh experienced it and i think the first step would definitely be dropping your ego and, and accepting help from those around you if if you need the help your ego is a really big thing you can't let that get to your head like if you if you need help with anything like don't be scared of being judged just because you want to get better like people aren't going to judge you for wanting to better yourself right no i 100 percent agree with that and it took me some huge balls man I, I got in with a counselor and all that stuff and talked to him about my problems and what i was facing and he he just brought so much more light to to the situation and made me realize a lot more things and for that i'm extremely grateful to him for yeah like your life is way more important than your ego is ever going to be don't ever let that affect you in any way right yeah man and honestly like your life is what you make it if you want to be a happy and outgoing person and live a good life and have good finances and good goals and and good uh, good assets and 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 stuff like that is definitely achievable um but yeah you have to definitely be in the right mindset for that um, because if you're not and you're just you have this arrogant egotistical attitude towards you you're only going to get so far yeah and at a certain point like you've just got to not worry about what other people think about you set your ego aside and just do whatever you want to be happy because i know like at least for me like i said earlier like other than kind of that one that one time where I was feeling a little bit depressed or just not myself um, in general, like I've been fortunate enough to be a really happy person. Like um, 
maybe my friends wouldn't agree that I'm happy all the time if they're around me, but I feel like I am generally trying to like spread positivity and like, honestly, I feel like a day doesn't go by where I'm like not in a good mood. Yeah. What are some, what are some things that you like to do that, like that make you happy and, and motivate you? Dude, it, it could be anything, man. Like I, I try to just like see the positivity in any situation. So like, even if I'm having like any kind of like bad day or like receive bad news or anything, um, just try to do something that makes you happy. Like I said, like I love going to the gym just like for me, it's just an outlet. Like I just get to go there, put my music in, don't have to talk to anybody. And I just spend like the hour or two just by myself listening to music. And I feel like I just kind of like zone out and it's just kind of like a mental reset. Like you just come out and you feel great. You feel refreshed. Um, so it could be something like that, which I try to do every day. Or um, like if I don't have time for that, something as simple as trying to watch the sunset, um, listen to a song that you really like that might change your mood a little bit. Um anything like that or i know a lot of people have like journals and stuff like that you could personal journal write down some some positive things that are happening in your life man to try to get all the negative energy out of the journaling thing that you just mentioned like that's huge like i didn't really start like realizing my like how i was feeling till i started writing down how i was feeling yeah and like i i have a book just full like man sometimes like i won't even write about my day or how i was feeling i'd write down quotes that inspired me that day yeah, and that's another big thing too. Like you can go on social media and search up motivational quotes and there's an infinite number of them. Oh, there's like, so many pages. One, there's one so much. One quote that actually stands out to me that stood out to me a lot um when I was going through my whole uh like self-reflection time and like my personal growth was um I think it was by Arnold man and it said that you you can't shake you can't shake hands with a closed fist. You know? Yeah. And I felt like when I was going through this really bad part and I I was super arrogant and I was an asshole, like I had my fist closed all the time, you know, like I just, I wasn't accepting help from anybody. It was just my way or no way. You're angry and you're not open to change. You're angry and you're not open to change. And I feel like once I finally opened my hand to shake the other hand is when, when growth really started happening for myself. Yeah. hundred percent. And like, even like living with that, just like trying to be positive every day, um, even even something as simple as like something I like to do at least is just like every morning when you wake up, try not to wake up in a bad mood. If you wake up in a bad mood and you're, you're angry or upset or pissed off or any kind of negative emotion, just try to wipe that away. You're starting a new day. There's no reason to let something small and stupid ruin your whole day. Right? Like wake up with a fresh, fresh mind open to good things happening in the day. Um, and just let the, the positivity and happiness go from there. Like if you, if you're strong enough to control your own mind, which I believe everybody is, there's no reason you can't wake up every day and be like, it's going to be a good day. Life's great. I love where I am. Or like we said, if you don't really love where you're at, work to change it. Yeah. So wake up and be like, great day. I'm going to work towards my goals, work towards that list that I made. Um, and just like turn things around, make my life better, make myself happy. And dude, like that drive from from your house to 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 your work, that drive you can literally just sit in silence and just think. Yeah, just, just think about what's going on and what you need to fix. And I always like to think there's a two minute window in your day that uh, that lets you determine how your day is gonna pan out. Because if you're letting something as as simple as creasing your shirt or or uh, your your dog not going to the bathroom on time. Um, because you need to leave for work and like lots of little things your, your coffee not tasting as good as it does usually like lots of little things can really make your attitude really shitty and I feel like before you're you go into a public setting or, or your workplace or whatever you need to take two minutes to think for a couple of seconds like am I going to let these small things that have happened in my morning or how whatever it may be in that day affect the rest of the day and my attitude towards other people yeah exactly because and- your day is essentially what you make it if you're going to be in a shitty attitude of the all day, time, you're going to be in a shitty attitude. Yeah, and 100% of the time, it's not worth it. Like, letting something ruin your day that's small and shitty, even if it's big, dude. Like, if you're sitting at work, for example, like, you have an office job downtown, and you're sitting at work, and you spill coffee all over your shirt, you don't have a spare, and you've got a big meeting coming up. Who cares? It happens. People spill coffee on themselves. Yeah. Like, it's going to suck, but, like, everybody there is going to understand the situation. Like, yeah, it's not the greatest of situations, but like, there's no need to let that ruin your day. 
Yeah, and a lot of people are going to take that as fear of judgment. Yeah. That's why they get upset, and that's why they get off in their feelings about it, because exactly people don't want to be judged, man. No one wants to go out in public and someone whisper behind their back, look at that person, like, he's yeah. just really weird, or he's got a crease in his shirt, like, what the fuck, he doesn't take care of himself, <laughs> you know? Fucking this guy's trash. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, no one wants that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everyone wants to be looked at like... Uh, they're perfect. They're perfect. When realistically, but they're not. We're full. We're, we're in a world of imperfect people trying to be perfect, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, but like for example, like yeah, you could go like for example the the, the example I just gave. Sorry, um, like you walk into that meeting and just act like nothing happened, and nobody's gonna talk about it. No one or and walk I, in it or walk in and be like, "Well, we've all been here. Sorry." Yeah. Like move on. Like it's not gonna ruin your day. Yeah. Um, the one thing I really like to think of is like if something bad happens. Like I said, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. And as long as you're still alive, like you could get in a horrible car accident, but like if you're still alive at the end of the day, it was a good fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. Like your car is totaled. You might be in a pain in like pain or injured or whatever. But like, yeah, like I said, at the end of the day, you're alive. You're going to heal. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, like if you have nothing else to make you happy, literally just focus on the fact that you get life. There's like a one in like 500 million or like some, some stupid chance of like you being born the way you are and, um, and everything being the exact way it is in your life. And like, there's no, there's no reason not to be stoked that you're alive and like able to, to live that life in here. Right. Do you believe in doppelgangers? Like, do you think that's a thing? Like in real life? Yeah, in real life parallel universes no no like in real life do you think do you, do you feel like there's someone out there in the world whether they mean they may be uh like whatever nationality chinese they may be black or whatever do you think do you, do you, have, do you have a feeling there's someone out there that kind of looks like you that looks like me yeah bro i i like all the time i like think about <laughs> that shit and i'm like what is that person doing at this moment in time because you know that one character from the maze runner yeah um not not the main character the other guy with the weird eyebrows do you know what i'm talking about no, no. Okay, look it up right now. Look it up. I'm, right I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Okay, look, look up, look up the Maze Runner cast. Dude, I, I swear, not kidding you. I get told all the time I look like this guy. Ooh, Thomas, like Newt. No, 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 not Thomas. Let's see that for a second. Or Newt. Sorry, his name is Thomas. No, 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 no. Um, he is Will Will Poltler. Dude, look at that guy right now and tell me he does not fucking look like me. Oh. <laughs> tell me that Will Poltler does not look like me right now. 100% he does. Okay, so I get told this all the time. Identical, bro. But you know what's something that helps me about this? That's is hilarious. I, I think to myself. Without I'm like, the tattoos. Yeah. If he had tattoos, bro, he'd be my twin. And facial hair. And facial hair, yeah. But I always think to myself, I'm just That's like, hilarious. okay, there's a guy out there in this world that looks like me. Yeah. That could possibly have an extremely good attitude, a high outlook on life. Um, be extremely motivational and positive to those around him. Why wouldn't I want to be the same? Why wouldn't I want to be positive? Why wouldn't I want to be happy? Why wouldn't I want to be financially secure? You know? Yeah, exactly. So there, there's this like weird like universal thing where like I believe in doppelgangers. Like that guy looks like me. Like no, if we if you put him and I side by side, we'd be you can consider us brothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. People could definitely mistake that. So I if there's would. someone out there that is living a good life and is happy, why can't I be the same? Yeah. You know. And a lot yeah, of things. Someone looks exactly like you, even if there isn't somebody that looks exactly like you. There's a chance that, like, depending on your actions, you set the entirety of how your life plays out. Oh, exactly. And a lot of times, people will think too, like, um, there's been times in my life too where I've been jealous of fa- famous celebrities, or whether not even whether they may not even be famous, whether they just might be a, a TikTok star that has like 300,000 followers, or an Instagram influencer that has like. 100k to 300k followers yeah. and they're living this good life and, and and a lot of people hate on these people because they're living a life that, that they want to live you know what i mean yeah exactly. but you got to ask yourself at the end of the day man what is actually stopping me from living that life yeah if it's something you really want there is no reason you cannot be as famous as will smith there's zero reason yeah he wasn't born into fame nope he worked hard for it yeah so if he could work hard for the for for the success he's had and the happiness he's had you can too you know yeah, what I mean? Hundred percent. I mean, at the same time, like there is, I I kind of believe that there's kind of um, like luck on certain people's sides. Like you, in your lifetime, like you'll get to know the right person, or, or just like, in the right place, at or the right just time. the right place at the right time. And yep. like that's another thing that like 
like even if you don't have the luck that like I don't know how Will Smith got famous using that example, but um, like for example, like maybe he met somebody at a coffee shop one time and they were just like, "Man, you'd be a great actor," and his career just took off from there. Yeah, and like you might not get the luck that he did there, um, like running into that person, but like you can still do a lot to change your life. Look at man, look at Chris Hemsworth. Yep, he was never a really sought after actor. And then after, I think he had this one sitcom show where he was like a surfer guy in this small town. Like that that was kind of like his introductory to acting. Dude, he was terrible. He was an absolutely terrible actor. Now you watch movies like Extraction. Have you seen Extraction? No. With Chris Hemsworth. Okay, make that a goal of yours to watch that. Right. Because that like, that is probably one of his best movies. That's better than his his, uh, Thor um, acting. It's better than all of them. Yeah, damn. Yeah, man. So like if he could go from being a non-sought after actor that wasn't very good to being one of the highest paid actors in the industry to today. Yeah. And how did he get there? Hard work. Yeah, he worked hard. Hard work, practice. He realized the situations he was in and what he needed to do to fix them. And Focusing he turned his completely his he, Yeah, he turned his his acting career completely around. Yep. Look yeah, at The Rock, so bro. There's so many there's so many examples, man. Man, and The Rock had $7 in his pocket in what, 2003? Yeah. Like 7 Look bucks. At him now. Look at him now. Net worth of like what? 700 million as a Hollywood actor? some dumb amount and yeah. he started That's off as insane. yeah he started months. off as uh um a wrestler right wwe yeah is how the rock started out yep then got into small movies and then from small movies he got put into bigger movies like fast and furious like yeah and he's just blown up he's now. just blown up since then but yeah. of course he had to put in the work and and actually take the steps required to get to where he is yeah you know so if if, if a lot of these people can do it i'm pretty sure we can all um turn our lives around some way or another 100 percent, yeah and pretty much the entire goal of this this podcast is just to to let everybody know just like you're not alone like if if you ever reach a point in your life where you feel you want to change things a lot of other people if not everybody else has been in some sort of similar situation and you are more than capable of changing your outlook on life your situation um you can change any aspect of your life as long as you put enough effort and focus and time into it yeah. And if there's anybody ever out there that's listening to our podcasts and, and you guys need someone to talk to that's understanding and ha- has been where you are at, you can always send us a DM on Instagram. So yeah, hundred um, percent. I'd, I'd love to, to receive a message. Even if you just need somebody to talk to, um, any kind of random life advice. I mean, I can't promise that my advice is going to be perfect. I'm not a counselor or anything, but Hey, I've, I've been through some shit. So you got two ears in a mouth. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen to it and give some advice. Yeah, I can listen to problems give give my own opinion give my advice you know maybe help a couple people out if they need it yeah man so uh yeah my my uh, instagram's at uh, josh matthew hair um so if you guys ever want to reach out on there and just maybe just chat about something uh, whether that be a scenario in your life or something you want to change or fix and you don't exactly know how to go about it and you need that extra push i'm always here and i'll always listen yeah my instagram's at logan underscore johnson yeah man so uh pretty sure yeah, so let's just uh, take a second here to thank every everybody for listening to episode two, uh, turning your life around. It's been a, a good talk so far, and I hope you guys can take something from this and, and definitely uh, take that first step into turning your life around if that's what you're looking to do. Yeah, or even if that's not what you're looking to do, maybe this is just a reminder to you that like either, hey, congratulations, you turned your life around, or maybe one day you'll find yourself in this situation. Um, but yeah, if even if you're just living like, a regular day you're happy with your current situation this is a reminder that you should be thankful for your current situation if you're happy and thriving good for you keep it up keep the positive vibes going try to spread positivity as well um like there might be people who are going through a rough time right and there's there's no need to be a negative asshole going out there so yeah if you see some random person on the street be like hey hope you have a great day just random acts of kindness things that just help help spread positivity throughout the world and you know like one person can make a pretty big difference honestly yeah man um and uh yeah positivity is something that i think a lot more people need especially right now with everything going on in the world man with the, like the black lives matter the coronavirus um man yeah. the, the, the the elections coming up soon like the world is under a lot of stress right now and i feel like a lot of the people need to take a step back and and uh, use this time, this downtime to really think about their futures and stuff and yeah. anything you want to change and grow on. Um, yeah, so. like I don't, I definitely know that there hasn't been a time in my life where I've been walking down the street and someone's like, hey, I hope you have a great day. Has that happened to you? 
Honestly, no. Yeah, exactly. So be that change. Go be, be the, that person. Go be that person. Be the person that opens the door for for a lady or um, what's the word? Chivalry. Um. Yeah, chivalry is not dead. Chivalry. 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 <laughs> chivalry is not dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just be be the good person. Have yeah, that. Have just that like, positive attitude. Just imagine how good would that make you feel if someone is just some random person you've never seen them talk to them before and they're just like, I hope you have a great day. Man, you know what's funny about that too. Like, That'd be awesome. The one person that's always super positive and super happy and is always willing to do something for someone is the person that's going through the most. Yeah. hundred percent. Always, you know, and a lot of these people, they're strong. They're strong people. They're, they're holding it together very barely, but they're holding it together. And, and, uh, and I, I hope this podcast does, um, does motivate you to, to reach out. And I've always got a shoulder for someone to cry on, you know, like I got two. I got two. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to episode two of Life's a Bitch. And like we always say, life is a bitch. Life's a bitch.